Hey guys, uh, this is Shane. Uh, on this episode of The Conversation, I've got Rob McClanahan. Uh, for those of you who don't know Rob is, after this episode, I hope you have a better idea of who he is. Uh, he is, hands down, the go-to skills, mindset, basketball trainer uh, to, uh, if you were to go to his Instagram account, what would look like um, a lineup of the most recent NBA All-Star game uh, from the likes of Steph Curry, John Wall, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Derrick Rose, you name it, he's the go-to guy. He's the, one of the guys behind the scenes that's really pushing these guys to become better. And uh, wanted to give you a little insight into his world how he came from his beginnings to where he's at now uh, as that go-to guy. And uh, I've already started getting uh, a lot of feedback from coaches and different questions, so no doubt we'll have Rob back on as a guest, uh, maybe even a special episode of, of just answering coaches' questions about training, about skill set training, about what it takes to push the best athletes in the world to become even better. So uh, I hope you enjoy this episode of The Conversation. All right, guys, uh, this is Shane Howard again back with a, another episode of The Conversation. And today I have a special guest. Uh, today is a guy that I've gotten to know now for about four or five years and has was, was competing in his world at the top. Uh, and he somehow surpassed that. So, uh, really cool story. We've got Rob McClanahan. I'm saying that right. I'll, I know I always butcher people's last names. Is that right, Rob? Yep, that's right. On. All good. All good. So we've got we've got Rob McClanahan on here with us. Rob is probably one of the most impactful guys with the superstars in the NBA that that not a lot of people know about. So we're going we're gonna to help get his story out. Uh, Rob, if you don't mind, uh, share with uh, kind of a 10,000-foot view, share with the listeners a little bit about, about what we do, about what you do, and then we can, uh, can kind of dig in a little bit. Yeah, so I do all the skill training for a lot of NBA guys. Um, you know, it's all on the court is what I've been doing now for, I guess, about 12 years full-time. Um, you know, not only do I train NBA guys, but I try to dig into some college guys and also, you know, kids. It all started with me with kids, so I'd like to, uh, you know, always always revert, revert back to that. Um, but, yeah, I work with guys, some guys just in the summers, and I work with a lot of my big-time guys, um, uh, you know, all year long. You know, from the skill to the film, just having conversations after the game. So more of a full-time thing and just, you know, an off-season thing. Awesome, awesome. So, so it's really almost like uh... – uh, an athlete's pastoral care in a lot of ways. You're kind of there to, to kind of make sure they're mentally, physically, um, you know, on point and, and progressing and getting better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, a lot of these guys I've had their whole career. So, you know, I, I always say you know, they've had maybe six different head coaches and staffs, but they've had one trainer. So mm -hmm. it's kind of a comfort, comfort thing as well as a, you know, loyalty thing and also, you know, you know, hopefully they've seen results and they, you know, and they, they keep me on every year. So that's always a good sign. 
No doubt, no doubt. I think I think you know sometimes there's a misconception. Um, I, I'll, I'll call it with the general fan uh, that a lot of these big time guys, a lot of these NBA All Star guys, um, you know, they they're they're just naturally good, right? They're they're just good. Um, you know, you you obviously are behind the scenes from from a work ethic standpoint. Um, give us give us a little glimpse on on kind of what that looks like with an athlete. You know, what kind of what kind of work are they really putting in? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, most of the casual fan just sees the glory in, in, of the games and, and the money and everything else. And um, but you know, these guys put in a lot of time, a lot of sacrifice. You know, besides, you know, with me for you know minimum hour and a half a day. Sometimes we go twice. You know, it's they have to take care of their bodies. They have to um, say no to a lot of things, a lot of temptations. They have to, you know, eat well and often. Um, they have to. You know, do the lifting and conditioning. You know, a lot of guys have to do the yoga, and maybe, maybe you know, rehab or, or massages, things like that. So it's it's, it's an all day thing. It's a full time thing, and it's every day. Um, you know, the more days you, you know you take off, uh, you know, more days maybe other guys catch up. And uh, you know, so especially nowadays, you know, you see a lot of these international players coming in and things like that. I think this year they're you know over one twenty something like that. I mean, that's that's twenty five percent of the league. So. Sure. Uh, the competition is getting, uh, you know, much greater, um, you know, but with me, I've been lucky because my guys, most of my guys, really all my guys have great work ethic and um, so it's just not a coincidence that not only have they done well, but they've done well over a long period of time. That's not easy to do. Sure, sure. So, so, so we've we've kind of covered a little bit. Rob, you know, he's uh, he's an NBA trainer. We'll 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 maybe um, you know get to a few names a little bit later in the podcast on who he works with and those kind of things. Um, but but we we've established that that you're working with the the elite of the elite in the NBA. Now now let's rewind a little bit. How did this all start? Where 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 did you find your passion and love for the sport of basketball? Um, just growing up, I grew up, you know, right outside of Providence, Rhode Island. Um, you know, my, my family, my dad had uh court size season tickets to the Friars, you know, back then it was, you know, you're talking, you know, uh, Patrick Hewings, the Alonzo Mornings, the sure. UConn, you know, St. John's, Molly Mark, you know, so I kind of grew up watching that and there was nothing, man, they did a whole, you know, 30 for 30 on that. So I think we all know how great that was. So my love kind of started there. Um, and then I, uh, continued to play in high school. And then on to college at Syracuse. Um, you know, I wanted to coach at first in college, um, but then I kind of saw what they're doing at IMG Academy and things like that, and I kind of found it interesting that you could work guys out and make a living. I always assumed, you know, the teams did it or what have you. Uh, some people still assume that, um, which they do. It's just a guy like me just supplements, you know, kind of what they're doing. So, um, you know, it, it just was really cool to me that okay, I'm not in the NBA. But I can work with a guy one on one every day and have a relationship with him, and hopefully improve him. I kind of started, you know, kind of getting into that, and um, you know, it's funny because I did want to coach my whole life in college, and sure. once I kind of saw that you could develop players and make a living off it, yeah, you know, I kind of you know took a shot at it, and it started with the young kids, and you know, yeah. So let me so, so let me ask you this now. Now correct me if I'm wrong. You so you you walked on at Syracuse. I think yeah. it was was it. Was it was it pretty early on that it kind of hit you? You know what? Uh, maybe the NBA isn't isn't my path as 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 an athlete. Um, was, did, did it did it hit you hit you pretty early on, or did you always have those I dreams think, and aspirations? 
Yeah, I mean, I knew, I knew, you know, my limits, and I was, you know, somewhat realistic. So, I mean, I could have played maybe low D one to D two, but I was looking forward to, you know, uh, I want to go to school where I could use my connections later, um, to, you know, coach or what have you. So. Yeah. So you, so you were, so at a young age. From a business standpoint, you already you, you you already understood the the value of networking and and, oh, and who and who you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of just kind of figured that out early, and 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 I knew that you know no matter how good I was, whatever, if you have that relationship and, and, and you're stuck with it and you're persistent, uh, which which I was and am, um, you know that uh, it would all work out. You know, so. Yeah. So, so, so that, I mean, that's a, that's, you know, that's, that's an interesting thing. You know, I, I talk to a lot of different entrepreneurs, a lot of business folks from, from all over different parts of the world and, 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 and every, there, there's some things that are pretty common. So, so what, where do you think you got that, that business, that network mentality of, you know, I need to, I need to eat dirt and get my, you know, get my teeth kicked in for four years um, for the value of what it will pay out later. Does, did that come from somebody in your family? Uh, no, not really. I kind of, I kind of just, um, I don't know. I knew some people in the basketball world, you know, at kind of a lower level, I guess, but you know, I kind of saw what was going on and I knew that people always network on the phone and, and, and I knew that, you know, to get somewhere initially, it's, it's, it's a connection, you know, obviously from there it's up to you, but, I kind of just figured that out on my own, and especially, you know, once I got uh, to Syracuse, I saw it even more. You know, I saw how, you know, recruiting, it's all, you know, who you know, things like that. And, sure. Um, so I figured out even more then. And then, um, you know, and then that you know, obviously worked out. I mean, Troy Weaver was my assistant coach. He's the assistant GM of uh, Thunder now. And, you know, Mike Hopkins is my assistant. He's the head coach of Washington. Then you have Jim Beheim, you know, who he is, and then the Olympic coach for three straights in the Olympics. So, you know, um, you know, and then from there I met, you know, Sonny Vaccaro and some other guys got into ABCD. So it kind of just kept trickling a little bit, you know. So, so yeah, and this is great. Um, so, so this is, you know, this is this is one of the things that I, um, I, I wouldn't say preach, but you know, when I talk to you know a new entrepreneur or somebody that's wanting to start a business, you know, we live in a world where we need instant gratification, um, and you know, for whatever reason, people have have lost the patience that it takes and 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 it's interesting to hear this part of your story because um you know for for the average fan out there i don't think they realize how hard it is being a division one walk-on because there's no glory there's no glamour in it um and you're and you're getting beat up every single day give give us a little taste of 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 how hard that was and, and, and what that taught you as a walk on somewhere like that at a high level. Um, yeah, it, it was in the beginning, it was tough because, uh, you know, again, you kind of know you're not going to play. So, but at the same time, if you're not helping the team out, you're, you're, you know, you're not helping anyone out. So they don't need, you're not needed. Sure. Uh, you know, so, and we were the ones that played the most in practice and things like that. Um, and then, and then also, you know, Q's kind of had a rule where, Walk-ons were to travel to a couple of games here and there or whatever, but um, be quite honest, I I I my year I was doing really really well and competing a lot, and uh, they have decided to take me on every trip the next three years. Awesome. Uh, you know, and then actually it's my senior I got in the first half a couple of in biggest games, so you know I, I kind of worked my way up not into the lineup per se, but at least 
you know, a thought, you know, if we needed Rob, you know, sure. he's here. Um, you know, I think Bayham really respected that because he was a walk on himself. What's your, uh, uh, what's your, what's your, what's your, what's your favorite memory of, of, of playing at Syracuse? Um, probably coming back to Providence and playing. I had my whole family here. That was kind of cool, you know, nice. growing up. That's the reason I wanted to go to the Big East. So that was, that was really cool, you know, just having everyone there. We were, I think, they're in the country at that point. So nice, nice, nice. All right. So, so you, you, you've, you grew up in Rhode Island. Basketball became your love, it became your passion. Uh, you realized early on that, you know, if I, if I work my tail off, you know, there's, there's not much that's unreachable. If I network, I can network and I can, I can get myself into places that I, that most people that come from where I come from can't get into. Um, correct me if I'm wrong and I'm doing a little research. Uh, you even, so you walked on college is done. You maybe even spent some time as a gym teacher. Is that correct? Well, following college, I, um, Beheim made a call and I got a job as a GA at South Florida with Seth Greenberg. Okay. Uh, you know, again, excuse my, you know, he just made a call and it was done. So, sure. Um, uh, did that for a year. Um, after that, did that one year, went back, yep, became a phys ed teacher. But, you know, while I was in South Florida, I kind of was introduced to the whole IMG thing and kind of what they were kind of building down there. Um, and I, I kept that in mind when I went back to, uh, became a teacher in my high school, Bishop Hennigan. And, you know, at that point you had summers off. You'd done at 2 o'clock every day. I figured, you know, you know, why, why not make some more money, try to work some kids out or whatever. So I started interning every year at IMG every summer for two or three straight summers and also working out local guys up here. Uh, Ryan Gomes, my first guy I ever had, Ruben Garces, a lot of Providence guys, you know. And then every summer also working ABCD. So I was kind of doing three different things, just trying to, trying to figure out, you know, where my niche was, where I was going to go with this, you know, what happened. Nice. Nice. So we'll fast forward now. Um, give us give us an idea of, um, you know, you, you're you're pretty all over the place. Um, you, you've, you've done a lot of traveling here lately. Um, you're working with some pretty big time guys. Uh, give us give us an idea of, 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 of who you who you work work with as you know, as what you do on a regular basis. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, Derek Rose. Um, Kevin Love, John Wall, um, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, um, you know, Westbrook pretty much his whole career. Um, I worked with Al Horford a, a real lot, you know, Waiters, Chandler Parsons this summer a lot, Courtney Lee. Um, you know, so, you know, a lot of guys, some guys come in for a month at a time, but, you know. Now, Rob, the- do these guys, do these, now, are, are these typical one-on-one sessions or do these guys kind of all work out together from time to time? Um, it depends on the situation. I mean, early on, you know, Kevin, Russell, Love, Russell, and um, Rose were, were a group, you know, every day pretty much for two, three, sure. three years. Um, and then, you know, I work out Derek and just Russell, sometimes Kevin with some other bigs, John, you know, uh, John's usually, you know, sometimes one-on-one, but sometimes other guys, but it depends on the situation. But yeah, there, there were sometimes groups, but no more than three guys. Okay. You know, so it's usually one to three guys. We go an hour and fifteen minutes. And those guys, and those guys, uh, I would say, naturally push each other when they're in that in that environment. W- would, would that be safe to say? Oh yeah, yeah. Especially those <laughs> earlier years with the love Westbrook Rose. I mean, those are very intense. Very yeah, and there and there and there's never any garbage or trash talking either. I'm sure. No, never, <laughs> <laughs> never. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean that's that that's awesome, man. You know, you're you're definitely doing. Uh, 
definitely doing some great things. Um, you know, tell me, you know, what have you learned? Like what, you know, you, you obviously, and, and, you know, yeah, I mean, we, we can talk about the high level guys, but, but, you know, you work out with, you know, the average everyday, uh, you know, up and coming kid that that's trying to find a way, you know, you work with international athletes. Um, what, what, what's one thing that you, that you, if you could, if you could sit down and program it into every basketball athlete's brain, what are a couple things that, that you wish you could get them to understand about working out in their work ethic? Um, you know, not, not to waste any reps, you know, the great players I've seen, you know, in the workouts, I mean, every rep is, is a game rep. It sounds cliche, but, you know, you'd be surprised. You know, some guys, you know, might get tired of the two reps and still down the third rep, what have you. But So make every rep a game rep. Um, I think confidence, confidence is a huge thing. Uh, you know, you'd be surprised. A lot of these guys, you know, sometimes they act like they have a lot of swagger and stuff like that off the court. But, you know, on the court, they're just, they're just like us. You know, they sure. have confidence. Sometimes they, you know, waver and, you know, whether, you know, they're playing well or the shots clicking or whatever so but i think that goes into the work ethic i always tell guys all the time you know if the harder you work every day with me or whatever the more confidence you're going to have in the game um it's just just naturally going to happen so um and the other thing is you know just you know the, the luckily my main guys they're all very respectful loyal guys and i think that goes a long way uh, when you're investing millions and millions of dollars into these guys they don't want jerks they want people that that respect the coaches respect their teammates respect their refs know what's about the team um and respect the ownership you know say the right things you know and, and then a smart you know off the uh off the court you know whether it's social media it's going out whatever it is sure. um you know is way more than just the basketball that these owners and gms want to invest in and they want they want guys that are loyal, you know, and respectful. And luckily, you know, all my guys have been that with me. I mean, these guys are my friends first and, you know, my clients second. Sure. 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 And that's, you know, that's uh, – and, and I think that's one of uh, – that's one of the reasons why, you know, you, know, you don't um, – you know, you're not as, uh, as visual as, you know, uh, maybe you could be um, because I think you do respect that friendship with them. Um, and it's not about the, uh, it's not about the hype. I mean, I've known you five years and, you know, you don't, uh, you know, I've, 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 I don't, I, I don't know who you're working out with unless I actually talk to you, uh, which I think is, uh, you know, a kind of a cool thing. And, um, you know, what we see is, is there's so many athletes that, um, you know, around the world, you know, you brought it up internationally, international athletes for whatever reason, um, you know, are starting to, to infiltrate, uh, the American game. Um, I think it's a good thing. Um, I think it's something that, that, that does up the competition. Um, you, you've obviously, you've recently done some international traveling, correct? Uh, yes. Yep. Okay. What, what, what are, what are your, what are your thoughts on, on the international, the international athlete, you know, coming in and, um, you know, having such an impact from the, you know, from Giannis Antetokounmpo to, um, you know, the Ben Simmonses and the, all the Australians coming in, um, you know, what do you, do you feel like it's a positive impact on the game overall or a negative impact? I, no, I think it's very positive. I, I think it just shows that it's become a global game. Uh, it shows that the NBA is going to be more competitive than ever. And, you know, that these, these young cats coming to the league, you know, better, better get to work because, you know, there's players over there that are 17, 18 years old that are pretty close to, you know, coming over here sure. uh, 
and these, you can see these GMs and these teams taking, you know, chances on these 17, 18 year old kids, you know, making sure they improve a little bit in the 20, they come in the league. And now, you, you know, you have 20 guys that come in the league, that's 20 guys that got to leave the league, you know? So, um, I think it's very good, you know, not only for the competition part, but, you know, for, let's face it, you know, the, the financial part of it for these, for these teams, for, you know, the NBA, Absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, Golden State and Minnesota are over in China right now. I know teams going to London, I think, you know, in, in January or whatever for regular season games. So, um, you know, it's the only matter of time. I'm sure the All-Star game somewhere over there, you know. So sure. uh, I think it's great for, you know, for, from from the owners to the fans to the players. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're you're somebody I know, you know, like myself, travels a lot with the game and, and, and with sports. And, you know, it's really unique getting to travel around and, and see so many people just embrace, um, you know, embrace America, you know, um, embrace what we're doing here um, in such a positive, positive uh, uh, way. Uh, I know you were recently with Steph Curry uh, over in Asia. It seems, you know, they're over there now again as a team. It seems um, the Asia market um, is, is massive. Obviously, we know from, you know, the, the Kobe stuff and the and the MJ stuff. But it, it, it seems uh, it seems they've fallen in love with Steph as well. Yeah, I mean, he's huge over there. Uh, I've been three straight years now with him, um, you know, with the Under Armour tour. And, and, you know, the impact he's made over there is, is dynamic. Um, you know, but again, I think it goes back to just – Obviously, the player he is, the way he plays, but also, you know, the kind of person he is. Um, and I think people can see that right away. And, you know, there's not many people sell shoes, you know, anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, so but Steph is one of those guys, and um, he's done a great job with UA over there. And um, you know, we've, we've gone to the district three straight years, and every time the, the crowds get bigger and bigger and bigger, it's, it's pretty insane. Yeah, nice, nice. And, and it, you know, Steph, speaking of Steph, he seems like one of those guys that he's exactly how you perceive him. He's just, a, you know, a, a good down-to-earth guy, and he, you know, he, he seems like he's, you know, uh, he, he's the same guy that you see on the court, you know, playing around, having a good time, having fun with it, um, you know, on the court as well as off the court. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, what you see is what you get. Exactly right. Awesome, awesome. So, so Rob, tell me. Tell me, you know, you're 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 where you're at now. You're still young. Uh, I won't tell your age, but you know, I'm I'm 37 and I'm still young. Um, you know, you're you're, you know, you're obviously doing some great things. Where do you where do you see yourself? Where would you like to be five, ten years out um, in in your world? You know, from a business standpoint, you know, professionally. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I think about that a lot. But you know, I, I also thought about that ten years ago, and here I am still doing it. So. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I enjoy what I do now. I enjoy the freedom working for myself and working for my players. Um, you know, I think the NBA is definitely an option at some point. Uh, I, I do think about that every year. But, you know, I need the right opportunity, the right base, and uh, the right stability, you know, to do that. And the other thing is, too, my guys have been loyal to me, so I want to be loyal to them and, and uh, you know, stick around, you know, with them as long as I can. Because I, I really do enjoy the one-on-one part of it and uh, being able to go to – guys in different teams is also good too once you're on a team you know you're locked in with that team so awesome awesome yeah and that and that's what i was that's the nba thing was was something i was going to hit on i remember um a couple years ago uh, a couple articles coming out uh kind of name dropping you a little bit uh about potentially at, you know uh coming on board uh to a couple uh a couple nba teams during the free agent market what seemed to be 
like maybe they thought they might be able to to, to leverage your relationship and, and bring in a guy or two, um, you know. And so it's I mean, it's 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 interesting to hear, you know, you're, you're not the norm, you know, most, most guys who are doing what you're doing, um, are doing that to try, like their in game is going to the NBA. And I think it's, I think it's interesting. And it says a lot about who you are as a person that you're not caught up in the glamor and glitz, um, no. of, of, of what that is. Never had that. So. That's good. No, that's, that, 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 that's good. Um, so, so, you know, it seems to be, you know, you've, you've, you've gone down a path, um, you know, you, 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 you come from, you know, you come from, you know, Rhode Island, you go to Syracuse, you grind it out, you realize that, yes, it's basketball, but basketball and business as an opportunity can create and open so many doors, um, you know, and now you're, now you're traveling around, I know you, you know, you travel with the dream team at the Olympics, I'm sure that's a, that's an amazing experience. Um, talking to, you know, what 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 do you wish you knew at thirteen that you know now? Um, like a higher guy like me? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there weren't there weren't any trainers out there, you know, back then. So you know, maybe, you know, but as far you know, as far as you know, but now it seems like they're a dime a dozen. Or they, or they, or they, or the perception is that there is. Is that yeah? Everyone's trying to do it now. It's funny. It's but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And I, and I get that because you know when I started, um, when I started CCR, um, you know, all of a sudden, and I'm not saying because of us in that era in 2008, 2009, 2010, with the emergence of the internet, uh, it seemed like it was the sexy thing to do. Is you know, I'm a recruiting service and I'm a, yep. I'm a college scout, and it seems like that's progressed now with Instagram and different things is now I'm an NBA trainer, you know, and you, and you hear that a lot. And, and, and I'm, and I'm sure that does that I mean that frustrate, you know, cause I mean, you're not the only guy obviously who's doing this. There's a, there's a small core group that I'm aware of that, that do this on a consistent basis who, who actually do this as their, you know, as their livelihood. Um, I mean, is that frustrating to see that, you know, so many guys popping up, does it kind of water things down? No, because I think everyone knows, you know, who, who's doing it the right way and who's actually doing it. You know, I mean, listen, this guy's a workout NBA guy three times and an NBA trainer now. Sure, know, so. sure. Um, you know, that's what people don't get. Just like me, if I work on an NBA guy four times, I'll consider him my client. You know, it's got to be a real long period of time. Um, you know, so no, it doesn't frustrate me because I'm, you know, I'm confident in what I do. But I, I think, you know, the, the social media – the part of it, um, I think it's too much, in my opinion, as far as filming the workouts and you know, yeah. and it's what we did today. And but you know, it's a different different wave of guys. But you know, I know my guys. If I did that, they throw my phone out the window. You know, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just they they just want to work out, get in, get out. You know, not knowing where the where we worked out, what time we worked out, what city we worked out. You know, and then come back in the training camp. You know, ready to go. So well, and, that's, and, that, and I think that I mean, I mean that, but that probably speaks to why they're loyal to you as well. I mean, they they know, and they I mean, again, not I mean, not that these guys are you know are, are recluses, but you know they're you know they like their privacy, and you know, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, these guys are working out because they they've got flaws and they've got things 
that they need to get better on. And, you know, you don't, you know, <laughs> there's some privacy and some, um, you know, some vulnerability there. Um, the last thing you want is, you know, the guy who, who's, who's, who's beating you up. And I mean, cause you're pushing these guys, right? I mean, you're not, you're not just going out there and just doing what they tell you. Uh, it's, it's pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, that's, that, that's, that, that's interesting. We see it. I mean, it's unfortunate. We see it. I, I mean, we obviously do, you know, a, a ton of business and, and a ton of communication, you know, over in, in countries, you know, all around the world, Australia's, New Zealand's throughout Europe. And, and it is unfortunate, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys in these other countries who happen to be American, who kind of transplanted and, you know, we're here, you know, I'm an NBA trainer or, you know, this, that, and the other, or, you know, and, and, you know, they've got pictures where they happen to show up at a gym where some guys were, you know, running full court in a pickup game. And, you know, now all of a sudden I'm an NBA trainer. And it is unfortunate because, you know, there's a narrative out there that that's, you know, outside of the United States, there's a narrative that that's common, you know, and, you know, it, it's funny, nobody, the average fan around the world can't name who Michael Jordan's, you know, personal trainer was, um, you know, and I, and I joke because, you know, he didn't market himself to the general public because the general public couldn't afford him. Right. And that's, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's unfortunate that that narrative is out there. So, um, all right, Rob, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play a little game here with you and then we'll wrap this up. I'm going to, I'm going to give you, uh, something and you just tell me the first thing that comes that comes to mind um, and then uh, and then we'll wrap this thing up and let you get back to uh, your travels and, and your hustle so um, let's see the current state of the NBA fantastic. can you hear me yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. All right. Um, Russell Westbrook. Um, not worldly. Okay. Okay. Interesting. All right. Um, NCAA basketball. Um, huh. interesting. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, 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 that's a whole nother episode and a whole nother, yeah. uh, a whole, a whole, a whole nother deal. So we, we won't, we won't dive into that, but, um, Rob, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of let you, you know, I, I always do this, uh, with any of our guests, I'm now going to turn it to you and allow you to ask me a question and we'll wrap this thing up. Um, what's the, what's the, how's player development in Australia? How's player development in Australia? Um, as a whole, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely above average. Um, the unfortunate part is because, and a lot of people don't know this, um, Australia is actually, uh, massive in basketball. So basketball is actually the fastest growing sport, um, in Australia, I'm, I don't know the exact numbers, but I'm, I'm quite certain in the next 10 years, it will probably be the most participative sport over there. Um, it's, it's great. Um, as you know, anytime you have a, uh, a giant uptick and, and this is the same thing in New Zealand as well. Um, the, the participation is, has just exploded 
Um, you know, in a couple parts. One, you've got these NBA guys who are given an exposure, just like you talked about for, before from a financial aspect. I think last night um, the Sydney Kings actually played the Utah Jazz in a, you know, in a preseason game. And I think there's four or five of those NBL teams from Australia playing preseason games this year. And, um, you know, you've got this massive explosion, but then there's this massive deficit of, of, of quality coaches and, you know, people are having to volunteer and just step in and, and no doubt about it. There are some great coaches over in those countries. Uh, but unfortunately as a whole, um, it's just all over the place because, and that's, that's to nobody's fault. Um, and, and I've told you this, I think there's a, there's a definite, um, a definite opportunity for someone like yourself, uh, you know, to go over there. I know your, your, your time is limited, um, but to go over there and, 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 and do a, you know, an, an academy teaching and, and not even just coaching the kids, um, but, but even, even help pass along some of your knowledge that you've gained with, you know, the, the reigning MVP and, you know, all these different people, um, you know, that are doing what they're doing at, at such a high level. You have a unique ability to be able to communicate that down to different levels and I think that's something that's massive over there for an opportunity for yourself. So um, it's it's good. Um, it can always be better. Um, there's just not a lot of consistency across the board because those guys are playing. They might play on a on a club team one night or practice with a club team one night, practice with their high school team the next night, and then practice with a you know a state team you know, the next night. So you've got three different coaches teaching three different philosophies and, you know, you may or may not be of the same caliber of quality or the same consistency. And it, and it makes it a little bit difficult. I, I mean, you know, we, we're, we're here in the States. It's pretty consistent when you're in the high school uh, level, you know, through your high school season, you got one coach, you know, you're not learning, you know, three different philosophies. And in the summertime, you've got your club stuff and you're doing that. So, it can be better. It can be better. Um, it's it's definitely improved. It continues to improve every year. And, you know, the, the national governments and state governments over there are, you know, spending countless hours trying to make it better. But, um, you know, I've, I've told you this. I hit you every time I'm over there. Uh, you know, it's a it's a there's a door wide open for somebody to go over there and and share their knowledge and share their experiences. And, um, you know, I'm I'm. I'm dying to to help get you over there to uh, to let them right. let them right. let let them know who you are. Yeah, I'm ready. All good, all good. Well, Rob, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you coming on and uh, and being a guest here uh, on on the conversation. And uh, Rob, if you do, you want to do you want to share uh, your website, share your socials, so 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 our listeners know where to find you. Yeah, my um, my my Twitter is uh, Rob Mac MBA. R-O-B, M-A-C, M-B-A. Uh, my Instagram is RobMac24. And then my website is RobMacBasketball.com. Awesome. So, guys, make sure you check him out. He does have some downtime in the offseason and uh, when the NBA draft prep stuff is not going on. So take advantage of this guy. Reach out to him. Super approachable. Um, very, very down to earth. And I highly, highly recommend any coach that's looking to get better or any association or team that's looking to teach you know, their, their core group of coaches um, what it takes uh, to push the elite of the elite 
uh, I highly recommend you reach out to him and connect with him. So, Rob, appreciate your time and appreciate you having you on. All right. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Shane. All right. Cheers. All right. Bye-bye.